Hey everyone, welcome back to Rogue Opinions. My name is Nathan. I'm Scott. And I'm Jimmy. I think there was a suitable pause there for editing purposes. It was a good <laughs> entrance, eh? <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. I see what you did. Oh, and it's it's tournament week. It's a tournament time. I say week, it's been about a month. But it's, <laughs> tourna- it's tournament time, baby. I don't know where that uh, entrance would rank on the list. But this week, we're doing wrestler entrances. And oh, that's... Oh. Let's see, yes, where that would rank. Including that baby at the end, I just that's minus two points there. So. Luckily, we aren't doing this point-based. <laughs> well, what is it no, all about, then? He's just getting ready for the uh, the Rogue Opinions tournament, where it's like host tournament, and you're already down two points, so... <laughs> yeah, this is unfortunate that I would lose the host tournament whilst I also host most of the podcasts. <laughs> it really shows, where the, really shows where the brand's at. <laughs> it's quality over quantity, Nathan. <laughs> yeah. Damn right. But um, just to quell the anger, uh, we are doing this across two parts. We're doing two brackets of eight. The second eight-person bracket or team bracket will be hopefully within the next week, maybe the week after, because there's a... I don't know if you guys know as wrestling fans, but next week is a week filled with busyness. So we might not get around to it. So we're doing two eight-person brackets at the end of this of next week's or next time's eight-person bracket. There will be the final of finals. So whoever wins this eight-person bracket will compete against the winner of the next person's brackets. And then I just want to—that's undisputed. We've decided it. That's the best entrance of all time. It's not questionable. This is legally binding, isn't it? Oh, yeah. No, there is no uh, appeals process uh, across the brand where right. we've taken that from kayfabe court. It's across the whole brand. Like, it's the easiest way to think of it is consider it like New Japan. This is the A block of entrances. Then it's the B block and then the two winners. Oh, yeah. This this block is who we remembered. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> the ones we forgot to mention in this block. Mm-hmm. The ones that people would yell, yell us about if we didn't include them. Oh, the ones that people are currently staring at their iPhones screaming at us about wanting <laughs> to be in the bracket that we haven't put in. Somebody's out. Somebody out there right now is just like, some, he better fucking mention Val Venus. I swear yeah. to God. And then we're going to fucking forget about it because Val Venus was terrible. Um, <laughs> and then that. and then in the B block, we'll, we'll have received some of your feedback and we will still forget Val Venus. Well, he says we'll forget. I just want to clarify that I will disregard all feedback. <laughs> I just want to make you aware of that. All feedback spam folder. I mean, it, send us any ones that we you think we forgot. Remember, it's Ben underscore. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, E-B-E-R-T for Ebert. Ben underscore Ebert. Uh, that's for all your feedback for all your complaints it's carlos underscore fire 89 yeah and make sure to send them uh several times because sometimes you know things things go into like a junk folder so you have to make sure to send them like three or four or 12 times just so they really stick pretty much (laughs) so um this to fill out this eight person this eight person or team i keep saying person maybe there'll be some teams in there we, we, each of us are going to get two each. 
So unless both people on the opposite side of the of the of the person being disregard it. So if I say something and then Jimmy and Scott both go, nope, Nathan, that's stupid. That can't be included. It will be included. Wait, we are a wait, democracy. Wait. That's an option. Yeah. We can we can just say no, Nathan, that's stupid. Well, only if both of you say that. Scott, what the fuck, dude? We've had so long <laughs> to do this. Guys, on these podcasts, what we always... Democracy rules. You could have told me at any point the stuff I was saying was dumb. Guys, this is a real turning point here for us at Rogue Opinions. Things, uh, thing, things Jimmy, are... Jimmy, <laughs> when we hired you, remember that pamphlet I gave you? Uh, you know I don't read. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the problem. You're from New Jersey. Yeah, damn right. But... I don't know, man. I didn't. I didn't have a drunk guy to explain it to you, so I had to give you a pamphlet. You know that you have to send an old drunk man to sit at a bar next to me and ramble at me for several hours while I drink. It's the yeah, only I, way I absorb information. The trouble is, we hired you on the same day, and Glasgow's very far away. So my <laughs> drunk guy was in Glasgow, explained to Scott what the rules were. Is that who you, that guy was? Yeah. I wondered why he was... Because I've been meaning to talk to him about who sent this man to piss on my door. (laughs) (laughs) Piss on the door was just an attractive extra option. (laughs) And if if you have the option, I mean, why wouldn't you pay for it? Am I right? Yeah, the premium package. Oh, yeah. The premium package, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, well, let's get this... Before we get this tournament done and underway, Jimmy, what are you drinking? Uh, the same as, as I always like to, a couple of tall boys and Miller Lite. Scott, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a can of Stromboe Dark Fruit Cider. And I have a lovely rosé, Echo <laughs> Falls, California. It's a white Zif- Zinfandel. It's f- oh, this is on the label, by the way. This isn't me. It's fresh and juicy summer fruits. Okay. California. (laughs) (laughs) So, Jimmy, I have a pen and paper. Uh, Who would you like to first put on this bracket? Are we doing both at the same time or just one? I think just one so that we can suitably argue. Something that just popped into my mind as you uh, had mentioned that there might be teams. First team that came to my mind was the New Age Outlaws. If you're talking entrances... One of the most iconic entrances of all times, one of the best things to ever come out of WWF in the late 90s was the entrance of the New Age Outlaws. I remember being a kid and learning every single word to their entrance. I don't even think we would have um, groups like the New Day doing what they do now without the New Age Outlaws letting us know what we didn't know. Oh, you didn't know? Now we do. Oh, you didn't know. Your ass better call somebody. You damn right. Something something interesting that came out of doing the retro series, though, is uh, I forgot the whole uh, welcome to the doghouse part. Oh, really? Yeah, I forgot about it until we were watching uh, the last few episodes of uh, SmackDown uh, lately, and he was just going like, Welcome to the doghouse, and we like to kick it doggy style. I 
I could oh, I could sit here all day oh, and do that. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Degeneration X proudly brings to you the acting champions of the world. The road dog, Jesse James. The badass, Billy Gunn. The new outlaws. Damn right. I think 100, Scott. I don't know about you, but I'm 100% on board. Ah, I'm on board as well. And if, and if you're looks- not down with that, they've got two words for you. Suck it. Yeah, baby. Lee Gunn was allowed to say. Look what he could say. Billy Gunn is a... I've seen him at a comic con. And he is a deceptively ginormous man. Also a phenomenal shape for his age. I think, yeah, he takes his vitamins. But, uh, Absolutely. He says his <laughs> prayers. He says his prayers, brother, brother. And he does. But um, he is a gigantic human being. Like, he is scary. But uh, Scott, you on board with the New Age Outlaws? Oh, definitely. Like, I went to a live I, event that, that, that they were on for WWE in 2013. Like, that entrance still holds up. It's, it's a definite for me. Uh, the fact that me and Jimmy, and probably you, Scott, if you joined in, could say that word for word. Oh, yeah, definitely. Many years later, that says what it's about. But, Scott, who's your first introduction to the bracket? Well, I looked at my picks and I thought, like... Also, point, just, just a sidebar, I am doing this randomly. So this doesn't necessarily mean the New Age Outlaws are going to go up against whoever Scott just says, I'm putting this bracket randomly. All right. So, like, I was starting to think, I knew there were some obvious ones. I, I, went, I didn't really go for them because I thought you guys might mention them also. So I don't have the same picks. And also we're doing this in two parts. So if they're not included, they can be in the people. But it's just as well, the Outlaws aren't going to be going against this pick because it's be quite emotional for me because my first pick has got to be Kane. That's got to be Kane! I mean, whatever era of Kane you're, you're, you're thinking of, like, early Kane with the lights going in, the orchestra music, like, slow chemical Kane, best Kane in my opinion, are like, as long as it's not, like, fake explosion sound effect Kane in the last few years, but, like, Kane's entrance has always been badass for me, like, the pyro, everything, the way he throws his hands up in the air and just the fire coming out the turnbuckles. 100%. I think a really uh, interesting part of Kane's entrance was always um, th- like the little h- hints that you would get leading up to Jerry Lawler's heart attack, like through the years <laughs> where, where he would always just be like, ah! Ah! and then like you'd like then a few years later, because Dolph Ziggler is so crap, his heart just gave out on him. And if maybe Kane wasn't there scaring the shit out of him for 15 years, <laughs> was that a yes <laughs> no that's definitely a yes that Kane's on the, the little list that I put together as well and yeah yeah he's definitely in there <laughs> God. it almost makes me want to vote against him <laughs> <laughs> Jesus um... <laughs> oh crikey um, well, listen, fucking Scott's making me on, keep, keeping me on my toes, being the fucking joke sniper that he is. So like, I gotta fucking think outside the box from time to time. Content, <laughs> you know. Content is king, but uh, but yeah, Kane, Kane is on there randomly in amongst the rest of the bracket. So um, my first one is, oh, I'm gonna throw out a curveball here. 
And it's it's not Lacey Evans. Oh, thank God. I, I, I thought that was going to be the first one. And I, I was tempted to just start singing Lacey Evans' song. And uh, it's also got nothing to do with Blade. But... I'm going to go for I'm going to go for a, an interrupted five year run and a controversial one, but an entrance that everyone remembers and everyone can talk about. I'm talking about the big white limo that is John Bradshaw Layfield. Oh, okay. A big white limo appears. The driver gets out, opens the door, and out comes your the long. Well, he's no longer, but at the time, the longest reigning. WWE champion in SmackDown history, John Bradshaw Layfield. Those, those Wall Street bells start ringing. We can all do the tune. Cowboy hat gets out. JBL. Well, I always loved about his entrance is that random cow noise in the middle of his entrance. He's making it as a fancy limo. He's made all this money in the stock market. Like, but do remember, he's also from Texas, so let's, let's include that this cow sound. Yeah, he's a Texas boy. Well, EPA. it's it's a bull it's a bull sound because there's a bull statue on Wall Street, and when the markets are in like a bull, they're rising. When they're in a bear, they're dropping. Oh really? Oh, yeah. well, it's got even more meaning. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think everyone remembers it. I think everyone hates the fact because JBL might not be the nicest human being. But the character, when we just talk about the character of JBL, everyone remembers that run. And everyone remembers that white limo turning up. And especially him getting chokeslammed through it. So I'm put, I want to put John Bradshaw Layfield on this bracket. I don't see anything wrong with putting JBL on there. I, I, I definitely remember watching Smackdowns on Saturdays there in the UK and watching that entrance. And judging by what Jimmy said, it's also an educational entrance. So I don't see why not. <laughs> Yeah, Jimmy, who's your second person or team? Um, all right, so I'm going to go for something a little more current. Um, and I'm kind of stuck between two, but I'm going to have to go with like just I mean, okay, we're all we're all wrestling fans here. We're all, you know, quote unquote marks. Um, but the one thing that in my nearly 30 years of living on this planet has shown me is that when Finn Balor comes out, regardless regardless if he's the demon or if he's just smiley, leather jacket, Fonzie Finn Balor, um, I like to do the little hand thing that he does when he comes out. And his whole entrance, I think, is really cool. It always looks really interesting. Um, so I'm going with Finn Balor, whether that be demon or otherwise. Ooh. Now... Here's a quick question for the both of you. Do we have to clarify if it's demon or not for this bracket to be as legit as humanly possible? Well, he doesn't really change as much for his demon entrance. Like, there's a bit more smoke and like, he crawls for a bit of it. But, like, he still does the same hand gestures that he does for his, his regular entrance when he's the demon. Can I just say quickly, I have a friend who's a wrestling fan who... Uh, Describes Finn Balor as this non-demon. He's leather jacket tough boy, <laughs> and as the demon, he describes him as painted up sex demon. I'm 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 agreeing with all of this so does far. That, yes. Does, I don't know if that helps anything. 
but I just wanted to put that out there. When he's in the leather jacket, I'm always, for some reason or another, I guess this is just maybe how my brain works, but I always go to that Family Guy thing where Peter runs into that gang of uh, Walter Cronkites or something. Or I, I can't remember the name, but they were always like, I want to lick a lemon lollipop. <laughs> Looks like someone's in the wrong side of town. I mean, Scott, just because Jimmy said that, I have no objections to Left Jacket <laughs> Tough Boy joining the bracket. And I feel like Painted Up Sex Demon is just a part of that entrance. Yeah. I, feel like, I, I, I feel like I kind of grew out for a while of a Finn's entrance because I thought it went on a bit long. But then but then I was in the crowd for Takeover Blackpool when he came out as a surprise to face Devlin. And I, and I was well getting involved. With the throw off of the hand, so I can't argue against it because I've done it. And uh, okay. oh, that—that's I—I didn't know you were there for Blackpool. That's really interesting because that show is fucking fantastic. Yeah, that was yeah, really... the long ass drive, but it was worth it. Yeah. Sex demon is on the bracket. Um, Scott, who's your second competitor? Some people are going to be really annoyed listening that there hasn't been enough arguing so far. So far, oh, I can all... argue. I'll argue whatever you're about to say. I'm about to argue against it. Maybe. So this is my technically my final pick, and it's also the final countdown because I'm going for Brian Danielson's indie entrance, specifically Ring of Honor, when he came out to sent... final countdown by Europe. <laughs> you sent me this yesterday. Did you send it to Jimmy? Oh no, I forgot to send oh, him yeah. back. Oh, you sent me. To, um... I wasn't sure how much because Nathan, I wasn't sure how much Ring of Honor you'd seen. So I'm familiar with zero. I'm familiar with the final countdown entrance that he did for sure. But for the sake but for the sake of content, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not on board with that either. I mean, but now that Nathan, ju- but now that Nathan a, disagrees, fuck yes. It's <laughs> just a it's just a good wrestler walking to the ring whilst a good song plays. I'm just more thinking of the atmosphere and the fact that like, the crowd engagement of it, because like one of the good live entrances you can join in with the song is it builds to him walking around the ring building because the actual start of the song to the, to the first for the first line of final countdown is a long ass time we actually listen to it, so he's slowly building and building to finally gets up on the top the middle rope and then they sing final countdown like come on. It's fine. The thirty seconds that I can legally play before it gets claimed has already played <laughs> because I'm editing this episode. <laughs> oh, are we le- are we supposed to be leaving time for uh, for you to put in little bits of the entrance? I'm not doing every single one. Of them. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say because I I would have had way different like speeches prepared for oh, for everybody. Yeah, yeah. I just meant I was probably going to put Final Countdown in. But, um, I mean, it's cool that it's Brian Danielson. I don't know why I put so much emphasis on the Brian then. Probably because El Camino's out next month. <laughs> and um, Brian Cranston. And uh, I don't even know if he's in it. Dude, but, it's so fucked up. They filmed that entire movie in secret. Nobody Jimmy, we, Jimmy, we don't need to it. talk about El Camino. During you brought it up! You brought it up! All right, El Camino's going on the bracket. Fine. <laughs> the entire but, uh, <laughs> Bad movie is part of the wrestler entrances bracket. No, if that's going on the bracket, so's Blade. Oh, <laughs> uh, see then. Okay, then we can have that happen. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Was that a beer or a shotgun? 
<laughs> why? Why can't it be more? What is that? Don't talk about Blade Nathan for one fucking podcast. <laughs> That's me cocking the shotgun. Like, you fucking, you brought that shit up again. I told you. He's a daywalker, Jimmy. He's a daywalker. Like, I just heard the opening. I thought it's fucking something to wrestle with. Start. <laughs> I don't hmm. listen to something to wrestle with. Yeah, because uh, 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 Conrad and Bruce are always like cracking beers open while they're talking. And uh, Conrad's always like, roll tight on that. Which, I'm not from Alabama, so I don't know what the fuck that means, but I'll go with it. Like, okay. I cracked open a bottle of Echo Falls. But like, 20 minutes ago. Um, Brian Danielson, you know what, Jimmy? We got so distracted by Scott's really ah. baffling,ly shit suggestion. Oh, thank we you should, for that. We should probably just put it on the bracket. Oh, is that how this works? Just because I can, I can distract you guys into some really bad ideas. Then you know what I could do, and um, Jimmy, if I could take you, Jimmy, should we just go into the room over here? Scott, we'll be back in a oh, second. Scott, listen, if you want to just uh, doodle, there's uh, some paper out over there. Yeah. yeah. He really likes Kane, so if I just put this shit suggestion against Kane, like in the bracket, because I'm doing the bracket, then. Um... Oh, you want to like Fraser him a little bit? Yeah, so if I just put it against Kane, because he definitely prefers Kane to Brian Danielson's Ring of Honor. Like, no one even fucking watches Ring of Honor. Have you ever watched Ring of Honor? I mean, I'm aware of it. I just, I'm not exactly sure if it's, like, a thing anymore. I don't, you know what? It's a kind of wasted pick. So, should we just suggest the Hardy Boys instead or something like that? No, because I want to, I want this, I want this bracket to have some integrity. Oh, okay, so... Should we have Brian Danielson's Ring of Honor entrance? I mean, all right, I guess. I mean, how about you no know, Okada? He always has a really cool entrance. Why don't we just suggest, hey, maybe not Brian Danielson, then maybe just Okada. Like with the coin flip and shit like that. I it's mean, in, really, it, we it's watched still... one. We watched one New Japan show, Nathan. Like you, you would think that you'd be over that coin yeah, flip. Yeah, but thing. I was I was aware of his entrance because I have YouTube. Right, right. YouTube. Right. Hi, Drew, a kitten. Uh, oh, hey, Scott. Sorry. What's up? I drew a kitten. Oh, you drew a kitten. <laughs> you, that's really cool, man. That's really cool. Has it got an iron brew? No, not yet. Oh, my new draw an iron brew. We'll be back in a second. I want to put it on the fridge. Yeah, there's there's some mag there's some magnets left. Yeah, there's loads of magnets. Uh, yeah, you can put them put put that right on the fridge, right in the front, buddy. And when I go to get my bread out, I want to see that I want to see that kitty holding an iron brew, because you're special. I'm a special little guy. This fucking guy's killing me, dude. Like. I mean, <laughs> Um, but yeah, sure. Why the, well, let's put in the final countdown. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah. Scott, Scott, we're back now, man. Oh, wow. You even did the coloring in. Um, yeah, oh, we'll look. He's got, a little, he's got a little bow. He's so precious. Brian. He's so precious. You are so yeah. good at this. Thank you. Son. Oh, I'm leaving every second of that in. Oh, I, please, no, I can't wait to hear what that sounds like. <laughs> I, I, muted, I muted my microphone so you wouldn't hear me laughing as much as I was. I'm, just, I'm tearing up over here. 
was brilliant. Um, yeah, Brian Danielson from Ring of Honor. Final countdown. I can't play any more of it. I can only play thirty seconds, and I think I did that about ten minutes ago. Well, then you yeah. got to put the, you just got to put the chorus in, or like put the chorus in from the entrance. Oh, we'll just fucking risk it. They ain't listen to this. I'll put in all six minutes of the final countdown. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast is going to be nineteen days long. <laughs> Still only half as long as a Pink Floyd song. <laughs> Dude, we need to make a jingle for every time Scott does, like, a fucking joke sniper thing. Just, like, a little, like, pew, pew. And then, like, a crowd, like, clapping. Honestly, like, it's like, random tangent. I was on a night out, and we're all taking turns, but managed to a jukebox, and someone put on, like, six songs, and, like, I think almost all of them are Pink Floyd, and, like, like, an hour later, I thought, how long, how long has this song been on for? Like, how long can one person think about doing heroin in the north of England? Like... I don't know, Nathan, how... How long can... That was so quick. <laughs> you would think it would take you think it would take him more time to reload the gun. Like <laughs> that joke just reared its head and it was gone. Like <laughs> uh, how long? Uh, random like seriously. This is an indictment on um, Newcastle as a city, but I won't name where I was just because I don't want to get people in trouble because I didn't stitch them up. But I was in a club not long ago where, Scott, I presume you do. You have the toilet, toilet, sorry, toilet attendants to have all the um, like smelly stuff and everything like that. Yeah. And you have to put a coin on their plate, basically. You get kind of peer pressure. Jimmy, do you have that in America? Not the toilet attendants. No. So in clubs, what this is, is there'll be someone... I'm, fami- I'm familiar with what they are, but in yeah, America, especially have... in the Northeast, we, we follow a strict no conversation in the men's room policy. Oh, yeah. So yeah, we usually do in the UK, but unfortunately, when it gets to about 8 o'clock at night in these bars, there'll be, there'll be a toilet attendant, and they'll stand there, they'll have loads of smelly stuff, like aftershaves and shit, they hand you your paper towels, and the point is that you end up put, you end up giving them a tip, and they'll, they'll press you into doing it. And um, but there was this club in Newcastle where you went. Um, I went to the toilet in there, and I went up, and they went, "Oh, do you want some smelly?" I'm like, "No, no, no." And it's about two in the morning at this point. They hand me the paper towel. They said, "You, you want some?" And then he sniffed really harshly, and I went, "What?" And after a while, it turned out he was just offering me drugs. He went, you want some sniffy? He went, and he told me a price. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, oh, no, oh hold good. on, hold on. <laughs> if, they, if these guys were carrying, if they were holding McNeil, if they were holding... Oh, they were holding... No, if if they was, were, yeah, then yeah. I would... Because I've been in plenty of different bars uh, across this great land of bars. Ladies and gentlemen, I have seen the indoors many a bar, both straight and gay. And if there is a man... <laughs> Hanging out in the men's room far too long. <laughs> you start to get a little curious, and you're just like, well, what the fuck is this guy doing in here? But if he offered me cocaine, that conversation changes to, yes, yes, <laughs> whatever you are offering, please 
send it my way. You guys are fucking fancy over there. It is oh, fucked yeah. up. Why? I'm so. Listen, I'm going to speak on behalf of America here. For all, every single one of us, we are sorry we threw your tea in, in the bay. Like, okay. if we knew that it came with bathroom attendants loaded with cocaine, like. Yeah. Yeah. I've played that mission of Assassin's Creed 3 where you have to throw the tea in the sea. And I'm still really pissed off about it. <laughs> they. <laughs> <laughs> I'm indifferent. I'm in I've kind of, I kind of moved on. Yeah. Like I'm not saying, I'm not saying, I, I'm not saying I didn't buy it. I'm just saying it was a surprising scenario to be in. So was Brian Dyson in the bracket, or? Oh yeah, <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote him down ages ago. <laughs> Feel like, like two years ago when I first mentioned it here. Pretty much. Um, but yeah. The person, the next person I would like to put on the bracket is, I would like to shoot some fireworks in the sky, because I want to put the ninth wonder of the world, China. Don't treat me like a woman. Don't treat me like a man. Don't treat me like you know me. Yeah, I remember that one. That one's cool. She shoots fireworks in the sky. She's a massive fucking gun. I don't feel like I need to explain any more. And, and in 2K20, she wears her uh, her Playboy cover outfit. Damn! As Ron Simmons would say. Damn! Damn. I don't feel like we need to do too many impressions of that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, China. It's Jimmy, China? Uh, sure. Yeah, we, we need some, uh, some Still, female, <laughs> some female representation. Like it sounds like I'm offering you drugs, doesn't it? Hey, it's Jimmy, China? <laughs> China, China what? China what? Scott, China? I don't know. You don't know? Like, What's up with China? I'm not saying, not saying she had a bad entrance, but like, it's not one I really think of when I think of great entrances. Who are you putting her up against? I don't know. I didn't realize I had to put up an alternative here, but... You were saying yeah, shooting fireworks in the sky. I thought you were talking about someone had. I thought you were talking about someone had loads of pyro in there, just like an edge or. Okay, hold on. Well, she shoots out of a gun. Hold she on. Hold on. She doesn't have it pre-set up by Kevin Dunn. She shoots out of a fucking gun. Hold on. Yeah. Qualifying round. Qualifying round. Shawn Michaels' entrance with the uh, the confetti cannons or oh. China. No, because his confetti can his confetti cannon was one time and it didn't even fucking work. Yeah, and China's fucking uh, firework entrance works every goddamn time. Yeah, that's why HBK shouldn't qualify. Because this confetti cannon didn't fucking work. Well, then I guess we've answered answered that question rather quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag hashtag content. At rogue underscore opinions, ladies and gentlemen. Get in there for all that breaking action. You should have... You should have went for the flamethrower that the rock had at me at 32, then you would have a chance. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that didn't work either. <laughs> well, it worked, but the rock sign didn't fucking light fire properly. It's an open air stadium. Like, there was no way that was going to catch. Then he's an idiot. Not the gun's fault. Yeah, but then he. What did he do <laughs> after that? He, what, sounded... I don't even remember what WrestleMania Was that the one where he ruined the main event? Or was that the one where he's he had his final match? That was Dallas, I think. I think that was thirty-one. I don't know. 
I don't know numbers. The Ronda Rousey, the WrestleMania play. I still don't know what which one that is. The one where I, was, Seth I wasn't was watching it. I wasn't watching at that time. I don't know. I might be totally wrong too, because I mean that the one where he beat Eric Rowan. Can we complete total aside? The Rock has apparently retired. His final match was against Eric Rowan. It's called giving. That's called giving a young boy the rub. That's what that is, brother, brother. And three years later, he finally took advantage of it. Hey, sometimes you know you have to get through using sparkly banjo music and remind people that your last that the Rock's last match was against you, and they're like, "Oh yeah, let's have you run over uh, a Roman. Let's have you run over his cousin with a car." Anyway, I am actually. I just wrote China down on the bracket. There we go. So um, we have two gaps left. That's free for. I'd like to nominate Lacey Evans. Uh, oh, no. No. Part One, two, can for you. I got your number. Jimmy, should we say it? Should we say it at the same time? <laughs> uh, okay. One. Oh wait. What? Hold on. Uh, Scott, can I see you? Uh, Nathan, Nathan, if you want to go over there and pour yourself a drink, Scott, and I will be right back. Okay. Okay. So, uh, Scott, listen. Um, Do you guys want a drink? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm fine, buddy. Thank you. Thank okay. you. So, um, here's the thing. Um, this Lacey Evans thing is kind of getting out of control. Definitely. So, I'm thinking on the count of three, we just turn around and we say, fuck no. Cool. I'm going with that. All right. Let's go. Hey, buddy. Hey. We're back. We're back. We're going to talk about Lacey Evans now. I got everyone's shots. Oh, Ooh. cool, cool. If you want to just put those down, you might you might end up needing them. Um, I drank them all. Oh, oh, buddy. Okay. Well, we're going to talk about Lacey Evans now. Um, yeah. Scott, Scott, and I, Scott and I have deliberated long and, and vigorously, and we're going to, on the count of three, we're going to give you our, our answer, okay? I can't wait. I'm so okay. excited. One... Two, three, fuck no. Fuck no. Uh, moving on. Hall? Um, all right, so uh, we're we're gonna have to mute his microphone at some point here, Scott. I, I can't sing his music because it's insensitive. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, uh, how about Bret Hart? Give the glasses to the kid? Nah, fuck that. That's dumb. Um, <laughs> so many fireworks. Uh, me and um, me and a friend genuinely have a, have a theory that him and Edge are what ruined WWE's pyro budget. <laughs> well, because I mean, Kurt Angle too. On, you fucking... When they were both on SmackDown, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's a lot of fireworks. Um, but yeah, we just need two more. Uh, I'd have to say Gangrel as far as longevity. Gangrel Ooh, and the Brood. Gangrel. This is the weird thing is Gangrel was only in WWE. He was in WWE for less than two years. Yeah. That's not long. I don't know if you know what longevity means. I'm living in multiple timelines, Nathan. Time is a mystery to me. Look, I know you have a Green Lantern ring, but you can just put it fucking down. I can't take it off. Ever since the pilot died, I can't take it off. <laughs> How about WCW Crow Sting? Down from the rafters. 
I think if we're going to include anyone from WCW, you got to do Goldberg. Oh, Gold. How about just Goldberg overall? Yeah. Um. Yeah, Goldberg works. Yeah. Security guard knocking on the door. You had the sparks as he came out. Um. Get him banging his head too hard in 2015. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's going on the bracket. Yeah, the, I love that. It's like a it's for hit for wrestling. It was a very original entrance to f- see the backstage area, see his locker room, and move it to the front of the line. Steve um, Austin. I love. He's, gonna, Steve he's Austin. gonna have to go. He's gonna have to go on one of these blocks, and I, I don't think. And my point for getting Steve Austin on one of these blocks is, I don't think we can do an entrances bracket without including him. But he only really has that one entrance, like with the glass breaking WrestleMania yeah. 15. and how it's still going to this day. It's the glass break. He never walks through a pane of glass that breaks anymore. He only did it the one time. He didn't need to because he had sound effects. See, I think his his like ring exit is more iconic, where he'd be drenching people in beer and stunnering people. Like uh, he just comes out I and throws his hands up into the air. Scott, let me ask you the sound of the glass breaking. Mm-hmm. I think I think that sound is iconic throughout wrestling. And he retired sixteen years ago, and we are still people still if they hear a pane of glass breaking, they still think Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. I do have to admit that commercial for 2K20 where the guy throws that like whole tray of glasses down and then the fucking person on the cello is just like bum 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 and Austin's like oh hell yeah that still gets me every single time I think he's going on the bracket I think he's going on here All right I think it's happening I mean unless any unless the both of you have objections I don't think we can do it entrance bracket without including steve austin that's fair that's fair he is steve austin um i okay so we're gonna take a break now and include some nonsense in the break and when we come back we're gonna do this bracket i'm just gonna read the matchups now i've done the bracket randomly and this is what the bracket spat up spat out hold on you gotta Uh, you gotta keep people coming back after the break all right, I won't read it yet, but the match is up there. So we'll be back in a moment. And when we do, we're going to argue this and it's going to be nonsense. But we'll be back momentarily. So back in a second.
so welcome back to the bracket episode tournament episode best wrestling entrances part one let's just open it straight up so let's just chuck down the bracket and let's go well let's let's go right here kane against roh's brian danielson final countdown europe said that in reverse order it's europe's final countdown but there we go. That's the bracket. Scott, you introduced both these people, so I guess um, the fuck you, Scott you? bracket. But <laughs> and just remember, I put these in here randomly. You're such a dick. Such <laughs> <laughs> a piece of shit. Scott, where are you landing on this? Oh, talk about a selfish choice, Jimmy. Where are you landed on this? I'm going Kane. Oh, just not even a reason given. Not I even literally, a reason given. Di- I'm going to peel back the curtain just a little bit, guys. Um, during the break, uh, I I watched the Daniel Bryan entrance, and it's cool. It's awesome. It's a dope song, but Kane had the pyro. There was fire involved. And if we know anything about me or any of the things that I like, lights go down, fire comes up, Jimmy's a happy boy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it's going to be a tough battle for you, Scott. I mean, Jimmy's already declared his vote for Kane. I am heavily leaning towards Kane, unless you've got anything spectacular to pull out of your little hat. I I don't think I do really, because I've mainly put Brian in because we're trying, I was looking for some maybe non WWE choices to maybe like. Try and look outside of WWE because I think we think entrances were like oh, always would think WWE guys, so that's why I look try to look for something outside of WWE. So I thought when Brian did his entrance in Ring of Honor, but I can't go against Kane. I'd be an idiot too. I mean, he had the mask, he had the fire. Sometimes he didn't have the mask, but he still had the fire. And he had um, slow, he had slow chemical, which is always a benefit. <laughs> that's true. He had the song from the Smash Hit. Marvel film before the MCU Punisher just Finger 11's what's that, the song called? Slow yeah, Chemical that, that Punisher film is actually a decent film Don't yeah I liked it. it yeah the sequel wasn't as good but the first one was pretty good but I mean boring start Kane <laughs> is on to the next round I, I know unanimous I know you're I know your game's going away. I know what you're trying to do. Well, who knows? On to the next round, and let's go to the other side of the bracket, which will tell you how this has played out. This is going to be slightly more difficult. Finn Balor, in his in- just full throbbing form, as a long- <laughs> if you're a long-term listener to Rogue Opinions, you will be familiar to Finn Bal- Balor being described as throbbing. Against a man who I don't I, I don't know if he could be described as throbbing, but Goldberg. Ooh. Ho ho We are deciding here, things right here. Goldberg in his WWE WCW just overall entrance and Finn Balor in his New Japan if you've ever watched it. NXT main roster WWE Demon as well. Where do we where do we even begin to break this down? Because Goldberg's entrance is iconic. 
the knock on the door by the security guard, the walk to the ring, the sparks, the punches, the kicks, the knocking yourself out on a door. Finn Balor painted up. Just throbbing. Just throbbing. Tiny tights. Huge personality. (laughs) Massive amounts of I was wondering how long it was going to take uh, for one of us to make that kind of a, like a, like a demon dick reference, but uh, uh, um, I'm going to go and listen, remember to send all of your hate mail directly to at Ben underscore E-B-E-R-T, but I'm going to go straight for Finn Balor. Straight away. Jesus. Straight away to Finn Balor. I love Goldberg. Goldberg had that great run. Um, a, a couple of great runs, and every time his music hits, it's really cool and everything. But he never came out painted head head to chest, um, in the way that Finn Balor does. Finn Balor has more abs than I have brain cells. Um, so like I gotta go with my boy Finn Balor on this one. I just think that it's it gets the crowd more into it. The lighting is more spectacular. There's smoke. Um, especially like in, in uh, NXT when he would come out and he would like pick the title up because the title would already be like laying there. There's more character to Finn Balor and uh, with Goldberg, it's just like, I'm bald, I'm angry and I'm going to tackle you. But Finn Balor is just like otherworldly. I don't know. That Goldberg entrance, for me, that's just... That's iconic. That's WCW in a nutshell. For me, beyond the NWA, when you look at beyond the NWO and WCW, you're straight away at Goldberg. Like, you can maybe argue Crow Sting, but Goldberg's there. That security guard knocking on the door, those sparks flaring, those punches, those kicks. And when he first came out in WWE in 2003, like, like people leaving seats. And then even, like, what, 11 years later... When he first came out with Survivor Series 2016, people lost their shit for that. Like, and they remembered, they remembered that. Uh, it's just, it's iconic. I, I love Demon Finn and phew, his abs, man. Mm-hmm. Right. He's chiseled. He's a Greek god. He's married now, so I don't care as much. <laughs> but like... um. I, I, don't, I don't know, Scott. What are you thinking? I love Finn Balor. Like I said, I was in the crowd for his entrance when he was just regular tough guy Finn Balor, not demon Finn Balor. But I think his entrance is kind of better when he is a demon. But he's not a demon that often, and recently not whenever he needs to be. But Goldberg's entrance, like, it tells you everything you need to know about Goldberg. This is a guy who's going to fuck shit up. And... Like I think I'll have to go with Goldberg. It's like as you said, like the pyro that plays into it as well. He walks through this field of fireworks. Like he walks you fire like it's Scott. You going Goldberg? I'm going Goldberg. Like Jimmy, unless you got something miraculous, I'm gonna have to go Goldberg as well. I mean, if you look at Finn Balor for even longer than half a second, even when he's not the demon. He has a presence about him. You want to grab a beer with him. You want to find out how he was able to land the hottest chick in South America. And, like, I just think that, like, 
it includes the crowd more. They're not just cheering for him. They are a part of the Balor Club with him. He created the Bullet Club. Um, I just think that there's so much more to the Finn Balor thing, but that's one man's opinion. You know what? You said something then, Jimmy, that already hit home. You said he got the hottest girl in California. And you issued South America. South America. And um, I couldn't do that because I look like me. So I can't relate to Finn Balor as much as I can relate to an angry man punching through sparks. So I'm gonna have to go for Goldberg. This is more relatable. Like I can cover myself as, as in as much paint as I want to. Um, I'm I'm still not gonna land the hottest girl in South America. Is she even South American, or did you just say that? I think she's Venezuelan. She's she works for FS1. She does uh, football coverage uh, for FS1 in South America. She works for Fox. Mm-hmm. She can't be South American. Then. <laughs> oh, we just got cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to go for Goldberg just because I can't land a hot girl in South America. So that answers the question: Who was next? Finn Balor. Apparently, <laughs> apparently. So uh, Goldberg moves on. So let's go back to the other side of the bracket. Let's leave the tastiest treat. For last, we have a tasty treat coming up in a moment. But right down the bottom of the bracket, we have the ninth wonder of the world, China, taking on, well, Fox's own John Bradshaw Layfield. Now, I'm going to open this up by saying uh, not a lot of wrestling when I was very young was available on TV over here in the UK. The first time that I can remember being able to watch SmackDown, that Wall Street bell and that horn, that sound of whatever cow, whatever it was, and John Bradshaw Layfield getting out of a limousine is my first memory of a proper, of, of the WWE champion, being able to watch them live. And that, that sticks with me to this day. Whereas I have a very over-the-top biased opinion of JBL being a good champion, even though a lot of people... And if I went back and watched that reign, I probably these days wouldn't agree with that opinion. But I remember as a kid being pissed off every time I heard that bell starting to ring. So I have kind of a biased opinion on this one. Jimmy, what do you reckon? Now... Uh, just, okay, so let's break this en- both of these entrances down by parts. Um, China's entrance, uh, I've never been able to forget the theme itself, the whole Ninth Wonder theme. Uh, don't treat me like a woman, that one. Um, and then, of course, she has fireworks, uh, so that's definitely points in her category. Um, the JBL thing is all a complete package, though. Like, it all boiled down to, you had this, like, really rich guy who was super racist towards Mexicans um, got driven to the ring in a limousine that had horns on it. Um, A fan almost ruined a spot between him and the undertaker. There's a lot of memories attached to that. I feel like the JBL thing is more of a complete package while the China 
like entrance is more of a like showcase piece. I'm, I mean, does that make any sense where my mind is going here? I have I mean, no idea what we are going. Yeah, I mean, no, it doesn't actually. <laughs> um, what do you mean? Like more of a complete, like China would come out and it was amazing. It was super cool. You come out holding a fucking firework launcher. I'm just launch fireworks at people. Like you couldn't do that these days. That's I mean, one thing that's working in China's favor. I would bet that you could not walk out of a firework launcher and launch fireworks above a crowd in 2019. I don't reckon you'd be allowed to do that. Yeah, but I think like that's like I think her the her entrance is so one dimensional. Like it is literally just her firing fireworks with JBL. It I was don't know. The... I think you're really underestimating launching fireworks at people. That's I have... super fucking dangerous. It is, but there's a safe way to do it, and she always did it the safe way, from what I understand. Unless we can pull up an article where someone was burned horrifically by her entrance. What? Is there a safe way to launch fireworks at people? They're on fire. Yeah, it's just it's sort of like a like a like a Roman candle cannon is what she had, and I've launched Roman candles at my friends, and I'm, we're all still alive and not badly burned. You, that just means you did it safely and well done to you, but that doesn't mean that launching them at people isn't unsafe. There's no safe way to launch fireworks at someone. Yeah, but then also JBL is driving a limo out into an arena where like. You know, who knows who he hired to drive his limousine? And if that guy decided he wanted to snap one day and, you know, like, that's a full-length automobile. It's more than a full-length automobile. It is double an automobile. It is two automobiles in one. You couldn't, like, come on. You couldn't build up enough speed to do that much damage. You don't know. Fireworks out of You don't know. You don't know, man. You don't don't build cars. You don't know. I don't know the 0-60 to time on it limousine inside of the staples center but i know if you launch a firework at someone it will burn them that's not necessarily true like i said i've taken a roman candle to the chest a few times and i have no burns i hate it when my parents fight (laughs) skull (laughs) skull what do you think being run over by a limo or being shot at by a firework well as in which would i prefer because neither is is an option i'd like to take no, like you say, you're in the front row at SmackDown. Would you rather a firework landed on you or JBL's limo from the top of the ramp hit you? Because that's what this comes down to. Because I was on JBL's does, side. Does it? Jimmy, Jimmy has fully talked me out of going for JBL. Really? Because as soon as you mentioned the bracket, I made my mind up immediately. What was it? I'm, I'm going for JBL. Why? Well, well, you mentioned like the early memories of of SmackDown. I'm I'm a kid of the ruthless aggression era here. All the key storylines I first watched were in this era, and what some of my earliest memories are watching JBL come out as that entrance. A lot of the time, he was a dirty champion coming out of the limo. He's been driven out. He's think he's better than everybody, and he always kept on the belt. So it's a package. It's part of that character. It's that part. Of that, it's part of his whole thing of being better than everyone, and it, the music's not the best. It goes with it, but it doesn't need to. He just says everything that needs to about his character. So no, I'm, I'm not, not going to let this go because I'm really annoyed now. 
because Jimmy Jimmy made a point about it being more safe to be hit by a limo than a firework. That and is not you are true. mischaracterizing. That is what exactly what you were talking about. You were on about how it'd be better to be hit by a firework than a limo. Yeah, and I don't think that's true. Firework, and I am fine. But it finishes the job. When you no, just no. No, it finishes the job if you've also been hit by a firework. If you've also been hit by a firework, yeah, also getting hit by a limo, that'll finish the job. You're dead. It's been a real bad fucking Saturday for you if it you is got a- hit by both. But it is, it is it's not better to be hit by a we, limo. We could fully correct this if a wrestler was coming out in a limo that shot fireworks. We could, and we need one. But unfortunately, we can't do that because it's 2019. We can't shoot fireworks out of guns. But I am also categorically saying if you're in the front row at a wrestling event, it would be worse to be hit by a firework than a limo. Than a car? Than a car? Yeah, because you're, you're about the limo. How slow did that limo come out? It came out at like two miles an hour. Like, and it doesn't have the room to build it up speed. The North. No, Batista ripped that off in about ten in about two seconds. He's like, the animal, Nathan. He can do plenty of fucking things that other people can't no. do. Batista's yeah. the originator of big dick energy. Thank oh, you. Wait, no, what we need is no until we can properly answer this. What is the naught to sixty time on JBL's limo? I can't ask him because he's blocked me on Twitter. But so being hit by up. a firework, you don't need to be blocked on Twitter to know being hit by a firework fucking hurts. I'm right here, and I have been hit by many a firework because I live in New Jersey and we like to do things drunk. And I am still here, still with minimal burns. The only burns I have on my body are ones I've inflicted to myself because I've fallen asleep with a cigarette in my hand in a backyard at a 4th of July party because fucking America. Okay. <laughs> And I, I will take getting hit by a firework rather than getting hit by a limo. Yeah, but we're presuming the naught to 60 time on a limo. If you're in the front row on the stage of a SmackDown event in 2004. I would say getting hit by a limo going at a slower... If Austin Powers has taught me anything, getting hit at a slower speed is worse than getting hit at 60 miles no. an hour. Not it's, than getting shot time, by a firework cannon. You have time to think about it then. You have time to think about what's going on. Firework goes off, you're like, oh my god, oh my god, I'm on fire. And that goes out. Because you and don't have anything to think about. It goes out. No, the fireworks out. don't go out. They explode, and then you're on fire. Nathan, ooh, ooh, I'm gonna, I can't wait for you to be here in February, because I'm gonna shoot a firework directly at you, and when you survive... And then back off like a little bit and get hit by a limo in the street. You're gonna know the difference. I'm so the funny thing is he's not. Can someone is. tweet JBL and ask him what the naught to sixty time is on his limo? Because he's he actually has blocked me on Twitter. The funny thing about this is Jimmy's not even gonna wait for Nathan to get me out of the airport. He's just gonna meet me at the airport with a sign and then just shoot a firework right in his face. He better fucking, because if he, if he doesn't shoot me with a firework before he said hello, I'm gonna call him a fucking coward. Jimmy getting <laughs> get taken away by security, like, it was worth it. How does that feel? We had an argument on a podcast! <laughs> so, um, you're both going JBL? 
I'm going. I'm going China. Jimmy, I'm sorry. I'm looking up uh, John uh, John Bradshaw Layfield at at the moment, but I believe I am blocked by him as well for some reason. Even though I've never interacted with him. Yeah, same. I've never tweeted him, but he, but he blocked me because I was he went on a um, and well, I'm going to leave this in. But the coward went on a blocking spree of people that followed um, Ross from What Culture when he was ah. at What Culture, when he was King Ross and he was taking a piss out of him. Yeah, I never tweeted him as well, but he randomly blocked me. Same with Kali- same with Kalisto. Kalisto blocked me. I never tweeted him. But you know what though? I feel like um, him just going on a blocking spree really just falls within the character of JBL. <laughs> No, because that he the thing is, the thing is, and this is a JBL aside, and I'm gonna mildly defend him here because he hasn't blocked me on Instagram, and the guy is building schools all across Africa at the moment, like for um, disadvantaged kids. So I feel really bad shitting on him because he's just building schools for like charities, like paying for them and stuff. So I'm like, oh, you're such an asshole, but you're doing such good things. <laughs> I'm not, well, I'm if you're a fan of the if you're a fan of the good place, then you know that he's got to get those points back to get yeah, into the exactly. good place. So, so, like, he's got a lot of work to do. Anyway, final first round. And let, let's jump straight into this because, good God, is this tasty. The New Age Outlaws. Bow, 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 bow. Against Stone Cold Steve Austin. Whoa. This is a big attitude of fate here. This is a fight. We have catchphrases versus the glass breaking. Now, I think the sound of the glass breaking, that's the sound of the Attitude Era. Like, I think you can take your If You Smell or Triple H. Well, Triple H's music at the Attitude Era wasn't time to play the game. It was, it's my time. It's Oh, stop. Don't know. Yeah, please, no. No, God, no. We had to hear that so often. I think we are in the the Attitude Era fight. This is the Attitude Era fight. These are the two. For any wrestling fan, these are the two. It's the New Age Outlaws and the Glass Breaking. Can I I do the thing? Can I do the thing real quick? It's your thing. The thing is, um, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for your main event of the evening. Okay, now I'm now I'm better. Um, yeah, you can do that. Um, I got to get the gimmick over, brother. <laughs> brother, brother. Where do the glass? Well, where are you? Bit the glass breaking. That is for many people. That's the sound of wrestling. It's that glass breaking. The That's it for them. But the New Age Outlaws, those catchphrases, everyone can recite them. Oh, you didn't know. We already did it. We already did it. We we know. We already where did do we, it. Where do we even break these down? We're going mid-cut the, the main event of the mid-card v the actual main event. Where do we even begin? Scott, how are you feeling right now? At the moment, I've not decided yet. I'm kind of leaning in favour of maybe the Outlaws at the moment because, well... I'm, think, I'm trying to think of all aspects of the entrance here, and I think part of it is the experience. If you're there live, as you're part of the crowd, and yeah, the glass shattering gets a pop, but like the the whole 
Outlaw's entrance is completely fan interactive, even from the opening of uh, their their entrance uh, music. I think everybody's already so even when they're not doing the whole their whole spiel, the crowd is singing along from the opening of their song. I don't know because the moment that glass sound breaks, we've seen it on camera. We've seen those pops. The moment they, everyone but, goes ah. The problem with that way. is. The problem with that is, is that the reason the entrance is as over as it is, is because of everything he did outside of the entrance. And in this bracket, we're breaking down entrances. But that's, so, how you get, that's how you get over. Like, if the New Age Outlaws weren't over, no one would sing along to their catchphrases. Their new, the New Age Outlaws became over based on the entrance. Like, the entrance is the whole thing. Okay, when you and, think Outlaws, you think this entrance. Exactly. And Austin, you think of at least three or four other things before you no, think. I, I I don't know because then Austin is over, so his entrance is over. So we're kind of talking in reverse. You're saying the outlaws, like what that they did outside the entrance didn't matter because the entrance got over. Austin's is the entrance is over because of what Austin did outside the entrance. So right. it's reversed. People react to Austin's entrance. People react to that glass break because they know, oh, shit's about to go down. Austin's here. Fuck, we better cheer. Where's the outlaws? You're like, oh, cool, the outlaws are here. Now they're going to have a match. No, you're not saying that. You're What you're seeing is everything that's in their entrance because everybody doesn't know. If you were a show where the outlaws were there and you're not doing that long, I will, first of all, call you a liar because you can't not do that. And, like, I agree with Jenny. Like when you think of Stone Cold, I think the word Stone Cold, I immediately think the first word I think is stunner, and then beer drinking, then McMahon, and then the glass shattering. For me, but I think it was I think their catchphrase, which was a big part of that entrance. I agree with Scott. I think that the entrance, if we're breaking down entrances alone, you gotta go with the Outlaws. Nine times out of ten, if it was Austin versus the Outlaws, I'd have to go Austin. But Austin's entrance wasn't as big of a part of the character as the as the Outlaws had with their entrance. I just think that the Outlaws, like it was the thing that got them over, was the fact that they were able to go out there. And the second Road Dog started the ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, like the second he started the entire audience could take over. He could put the mic down and the audience would have finished it. Mm-hmm. And, and they, they inspired, you know, like Enzo and Cass, like uh, the, the fucking, I get Enzo and Cass not being the best thing in the world right now, but if we're talking entrances alone, like the new day, the, the Enzo and Cass, like there, there's just a lot of people who learned from the new age outlaws and that entrance and that style of professional wrestling where it's the entertainment portion of it. Austin was so much more than just his entrance that I feel like him moving forward in this entrance thing, especially against the Outlaws, would be doing the Outlaws a disservice. And like this was an era where your entrance and like your character in general could would always be able to hide the fact that maybe your matches weren't always the best. I think nobody like defined that more than the Outlaws because while Billy was a better wrestler than than Road Dog, you know, I can't think of many great standout New Age Outlaw matches, but I can always remember their entrance. Oh. Well, you're both going Outlaws then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going Austin, but it doesn't really matter. 
The Outlaws move on. Two to one. Nathan, I know you may not be down with that, but you know what we've got to say. (laughs) Oh, we'll save it for off the podcast. But uh, (laughs) over to the other side, the first semi-final of the night. And my guy, I I warned everyone of the anger because, good God, does this sound like a bad semi-final. It is John Bradshaw Layfield against Kane in the semi-final of the best wrestler entrance. Uh, Straight off the bat, JBL has a limo. (laughs) Kane has pyro. Kane has fire. What we've established is that, well, we've established that doesn't matter because China had pyro and apparently that was fucking irrelevant. No, China had sparkly (laughs) pyro and then Kane shot fireworks. China shot fireworks out of a gun. She shot fireworks out of a gun, but Ch- uh, but Kane controlled an element. <laughs> no, he, is, he didn't. He is, fi- he, is fi- he is earth, wind, and fire, minus no, all the other things not. that fire. He's not Remember earth, wind, and fire. The 21st of <laughs> September. No. No. Oh, he controlled, he controlled fire out of after this. <laughs> it had to be on the top of the stage, or it had to be on each corner of the ring. He didn't that, control that it. That is not other. true. Oh, oh no, that's not it true. Is true. That's not it true. is true. It came out of a garbage pail during a fucking group therapy session one time, too, because he controls fire. And it's lucky that JBF has a you, fucking limo, because that's not a job, uh, garbage pail, is it? Hey, Caden made a wall of fire appear on the entrance ramp while he was out injured to protect Leah from Snitsky, so fuck you. Ooh. No one cares about Leah. That's How dare like. you? No one cares. So not only does he hate Kane, but he apparently hates women as well. Like, how is this man part of this group? No, I hate Lita, and I hate nothing else. But JBL is a limo. He's too rich to have fire in his limo. No, I I don't think I don't think he had I don't think he had enough fire going on. He had no fire because he didn't fucking need it. Yeah, but neither did Kane. He just controlled it. No, he well, if he didn't need it so much, why did he control it? Why he didn't, didn't he control water? He didn't need why didn't he it. send he, it to Flint? He, he was a so mutant. Fucking water. Why didn't he send it to Flint? Instead, they're drinking. Instead, they're drinking from lead. Instead, they're drinking from lead. In Flint, Michigan, they're drinking out lead pipes because Kane's too selfish and he's controlling fucking fire. What does Kane have to do with Flint, Michigan? You're saying he can control the elements. Why don't you control water? He controls an element. He controls fire. You know what I'm saying. No, I don't know what you're saying. Why don't you control water instead? Because his his fucking brother didn't drown their childhood home in a tidal wave. He had, the Undertaker burnt Why the house. Let his brother do that. They're the same oh, age. He had so much of a choice. Yeah, clearly he did. They're the same age. Why didn't he fight them off? Why did he, he release a book a about it? Why did he monetize it years later in a kayfabe book? Why did he monetize that tragedy? Selfish prick. You work with the tools that you're given. Oh, so he's just going to monetize it in a book. 
and then become mayor off of it instead of solving the Flint, Michigan water crisis. Are you familiar with that episode of Simpsons where they go Australia and uh, Homer Simpson is bouncing back and forth between Uh like Australia and America, Australia and America, Australia and America? I don't watch the Simpsons. That's what what you're – well, first of all, you're incorrect. Second of all, that's what you're doing here with kayfabe, and I don't appreciate it because Glenn Jacobs, the man, became mayor of Knoxville. But Kane, Kane is still lurking. Somewhere in the WWE universe. He didn't have fire the other day when he appeared on Raw. He didn't need it. He controlled well, Clearly he did, because he got fire. beaten up by a guy that stole the Joker's face. I feel like we're spiraling out of control here, ladies and gentlemen. I, I don't know. I feel like we've lost the plot here. JBL has a limo. Everyone remembers JBL having a limo. Everyone remembers Kane having fire the other day. He didn't have fire. Kane, Kane, like Kane came Why out. Why didn't he solve the Flint, Michigan crisis? Because it's not his problem. Oh, so he's too, he's too above it. He's not in. He's not the mayor in Michigan. He's in Tennessee. Pathetic government servant. He's nothing more than a pawn. So Scott, I think we're both going for Kane here. Yeah, because I gave all these reasons. What reason? Okay. So, then, so then I'd like to extend the first ever in Rogue Opinions history. Shut up, Nathan. It's stupid. <laughs> no, I'm not stupid. I'm right. Your argument is stupid, and you should feel stupid. Government servant hasn't solved a major problem. They both they both had the entrances that encapsulate the character, but Kane's was a lot cooler. Didn't and... encapsulate the character at all. Kane's entrance he's, showed he's a... us that he was a brave soldier that would fight through fire. He's a, he's the, actual, a, the actual man is a coward that won't he's solve a demon. Fights. He's a demon and he controls fire and he will kill you. How? He that didn't will... have fire the other day and he got beaten up by a fucking because fiend. Because they were cheap bastards, that's why he didn't have no, fire. No, he didn't have fire because he's weak and pathetic. Just and like your argument of, now, shut the fuck up. And he's out of shape. My argument's as out of shape as Kane is. So Kane's moving on. I don't like it, but fine. Now you know how I feel. Yeah, I do feel really stupid. This, this is, can't, this Your argument is bad you feel bad. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Those people are drinking from lead pipes. because He has sick. nothing to do with Flint, Michigan. Why? He's a government servant. Why has he got nothing it, to do with it? This district is Knoxville, Tennessee. <laughs> I don't know geography. Obviously. Of things. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> to the other side. Jimmy, you done? Am I done? Are you done? Over to the other side of the bracket. The New Age Outlaws, Road Dog and Billy Gunn against Goldberg. 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 Never seen the New Age Outlaws fight through sparks. They didn't need it because they had that golden tongue of fucking road dog Jesse James. One of them had that golden tongue. The other one was just a giant man that no one realized was as giant as he is until they met him in person who said nothing. I feel like and kept disappearing every couple of years. Went off to win King of the Ring and then got talked down by The Rock. And then had to go back to it. The New Age Outlaws were around for like two years in total. 
Well, one of them, after 174-0 and uh, winning streak, uh, after WCW dissolved, disappeared for two straight years, went to Japan, and then came over just to get buried by Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Hey, don't bring up the AOL Time Warner merger. He got paid a lot of money to not go to the WWE because of contract disputes and because AOL made a mess of them. Don't bring paperwork into this. Only an idiot would do that. We, how, many, how many times have the outlaws busted their head, head open by headbutting a wall? Twice. When? Well, you didn't ask me to name when. You just asked me to name how many times. Well, how, how, do, you, how do you know when? If you, how do you know that they've done it at all? If I you can don't know only answer the question you gave me, which was how many times. Is a fucking bullshit answer. No, you asked how many times? Twice. How do you know that if you can't name it when? You didn't ask that question. It's called and a follow-up. Well, sorry, I'm not here for follow-ups. I'm here for good debates. For fuck's sake. <laughs> I don't know how it works with questions. You don't go into an exam and ask, do you know the answer to this question? No, yeah. well, I don't go into an sure exam no, where they're like, that. hey... No, you didn't ask to do their working. You didn't ask, hey, what's the angle of this missing angle of a triangle? Oh, how do you know that? No, you asked a question, you get the answer, and you move on with your life. I could just see Nathan. I could just see Nathan in a math class taking a test, and it's just like, you know, you know, this equation here, and then he writes down some random number, and then after the question mark, it's just like, show your work, and he just crumples it up and throws it, and he goes, nah, not here for that. Hey, I got an A star in GCSE maths. So how about you lay off? I okay. I don't know what most of now. those words mean. Yeah, you don't understand maths. That's why. I I don't. I don't. Okay, but um, they're well in maths and look at you now. Yeah, damn podcast with some fucking idiots. Um, Jimmy, what do you think? Outlaws. For the same reasons I gave earlier, uh, Goldberg, in the 12 years that Goldberg disappeared from our TV screens while he was off, you know, making a family and not wrestling mediocre matches, the Outlaws were coming back every once in a while and delivering what they were good at. I really don't, Jimmy, just quickly, I really don't think we need to bring up for what Goldberg and the Outlaws did between time. If we're just talking about entrances... The Outlaws have it for me. Outlaws 100%. I don't think you ever watched TNA. <laughs> I, I did, really don't think we need to bring them up. Because <laughs> you might be about to lose. <laughs> At least the Outlaws weren't making a film where they played a serial killer in Santa. No, they were doing a fuckload of drugs. <laughs> and main eventing TNA pay-per-views in terrible ways. They weren't together. And this is a united entrance. We're not talking about TNA. They weren't the New Age Outlaws in TNA. They were no, only they the New they, then, then they were nothing. Then they didn't exist because they were they were facing each other in, ter- have in terrible cage matches. <laughs> is the bottom of the barrel cold where you're scraping for for arguments, or is it just you have a glove on? Yeah. It is cold, and it's joined by the fact that Jesse James faced whatever Billy Gunn's fucking name in TNA was in a fucking awful cage match. <laughs> they weren't together. What does that have to do with anything? 
Because their entrance is the New Age Outlaws, and it didn't exist well, between the time do... you were running. But they weren't on... the New Age Outlaws in TNA. They so were something we... else. Why are we talking about TNA in the first place? Thank you! Because he said when Goldberg, you said something about Goldberg being gone in the mid two thousands. The New Age Outlaws didn't exist, so we're on about the New Age Outlaws. Thinking, up thinking to like, back in twenty fourteen and twenty fifteen before and Goldberg they were even back came in two thousand and six for a little while. They were back a whole bunch. What twice? More what than that. Goldberg? They had a tag team. Yeah, Goldberg was legitimately gone 110% for 12 years. And did you hear that 2016 reaction when he came back? Everyone lost their fucking mind. It was you remember, you remember when Goldberg beat Brock Lesnar at 2016? Goldberg. Gold. The whole pay-per-view was named after him. It was like, there was what was it? Called Goldberg? No, Legends... Uh, whatever the fucking game catch phrase was, um, so, some shit. But everyone cheered after him, and everyone went fucking nuts when he came back. Can I? No Saudi Arabia prince is asking for the New Age Outlaws to come back and do a fucking entrance, but they asked for Goldberg. Well, they can ask for the New Age Outlaws to do an entrance. Billy Gunn works for AEW, you know. Well, who gives a shit? Uh, I do. That would Clearly be... no one, because no one's asking for it. But they're asking for Goldberg. May, may I may I handle this one, Scott, real quick? Just real quick, I have one question for Nathan. Scott, don't answer that question. What the fuck are you on about? Like, you're just dragging TNA into this? <laughs> like I haven't mentioned TNA for, like, two minutes. You haven't mentioned TNA in forty seconds, dude. Like, let's let's be let's be completely clear here. You've mentioned it more recently than I did. Nathan, what what did you? Are you sure you didn't take any drugs from that that toilet attendant? Are you sure you're not on them right now? I don't remember how we got to this point, but something Who about did I? Goldberg's entrance is more memorable than any way travels. Welcome back to losing the plot here on Rogue Opinions. <laughs> That's my point. You haven't dis- you haven't given a good point against that. Against against what what is what is the point that you're trying to play here? Here's 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 an argument here. Goldberg as entrance, I said earlier, he's gonna fuck shit up and all that. But also, he wrestled. He had to wrestle, start wrestling longer matches. And as good as his entrance was, it didn't help the fact that his matches were still shit. You you, you forgive no, some of the old matches. That is shit. not you, you forgive, against the New Age Outlaws. When did the, the New Outlaws, Age Outlaws forgive, ever forgive, have a good match? Forgive the Outlaws for having bad matches because their entrance was so good. No, you can't do that. You can't say, oh, Goldberg's entrance is so memorable, but his matches are so short, and then say, oh, but the New Age Outlaws' entrance is so good, but their matches were so shit. They're the same. They were, that just makes both the Outlaws the weren't same. portrayed. Outlaws weren't portrayed as killers. And then got in the yeah, ring and, and got humiliated. Killer, and he was a killer. Yeah, then he got in the ring. Well, when you go and couldn't wrestle, that's decent got man nothing to do with his entrance. It's got more to do with than fucking TNA does. Well, they weren't New Age Outlaws weren't in TNA yet together. They just had a fucking awful cage match. Goldberg never went TNA. He went to Japan and then bought a load of fucking cars, and then came back as a killer. I'm and still going for the Outlaws here though. Why? Because I think their interest is more memorable. 
for the four people left listening to this podcast right now, um, I believe we all just heard Nathan make our case for us. No, so the New Age Outlaws, no. moving on. I'm not letting this go. Well, then you're going to have to bring it up, I don't know, to... I don't know, we'll create some sort of show where you can complain about the New Age Outlaws not being better than Goldberg as far as entrances. People are going to be really fucking angry about this. Oh, I'm sure you're going to be in the minority here, my friend. No, I don't think I will. Okay, I've lost. Sorry, everyone that was listening. I made sense the entire time. On to the final, the New Age Outlaws against Kane a match that I'm pretty sure we saw in 1999 about 17 times it's very true it's very true X-Pac and Kane were up against the New Age Outlaws several times uh, in what we've seen so far if you check back in our uh, in our archives uh, Rogue Opinions on any podcast platform you can find we're doing a retro Smackdown series and it's been a lot of fun um, and Kane up against the New Age Outlaws entrance has happened several times. And I can say, without a shadow of a doubt, on this side of the bracket, the A side, I think Kane's got this. Scott, what, what are you thinking to begin with before I get angry? I'm thinking this is a bitch of a final, yeah, but that was to be expected. Is a tough one. Um... I like they've had a for... good run, though, haven't they? And they've beaten Stone Cold, they beat Goldberg. They're doing very well against bald people, I've noticed. This is true, but I think this is a bold person too far. When we're looking at this, clearly uh, the New Age Outlaws have this. Um, despite Kane having fire, as I've always said throughout this bracket, the New Age Outlaws really have the edge over everyone else and despite having fire i don't think kane, i think kane uses fire to try and enhance his entrance because of weaknesses in other areas where it's a new age outlet they have the words they have the catchphrase as i've said throughout this entire show it, they they've really it, it was possible if punch someone through a skate call i would do it right now i don't see why you would do that jimmy have you said something offensive Just, just the, 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 I, I can see on my screen that Scott has muted his microphone and I can only imagine the quality of Scottish, like, like screaming and yelling that's going on. And I, I, I said a break keep if I was choking on my side. <laughs> <laughs> went down the wrong way. Oh, that was me about to say you lost me at quality. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, Kane's entrance is completely iconic with the mask and the fire and the arm gesture. Uh, it really encapsulated what the Attitude Era was really about and with the outfit as well, the red and black, the dirt, the music to begin with before the fire went off in the Attitude Era. That's really the entrance that people remember. Um, so I'm going to have to vote for uh, Kane. Yeah, like, I could... I mean, I'm not, I was going to say I'm not going to argue for the Outlaws. I could probably do a good job. I probably wouldn't win, but like I know, and I know me going for Kane seems like I'm just going for him because he's my favorite. But like, there's a reason for that. There's a reason I was drawn to him when I first started watching wrestling because of how cool he looked, and a lot of that is to do with his entrance. 
I mean, Jimmy, what are you thinking? Can you sway either of us in the direction of the New Age Outlaws? Um, no, and I'll tell you why. Um, the New Age Outlaws, um, their thing was all about crowd interaction. But Kane, much like, say, The Fiend or Undertaker or something, he was a spectacle. Um, when, that, when that pyro went off and when that organ music started up, you were you you felt like a a cold chill run down your spine. It was like it was otherworldly seeing Kane and his his appearance, and um, I made a lot of jokes about you know uh, the King and like King's reaction when you're watching it at home or when you're in the building because I've been there for both, um, and I think that Kane just has it. I think that like the the probably one of the best entrances of all time has to be Kane. It's got to be Kane. I'm with Kane on this one as well. Well, it's unanimous. I'm going to go for Kane as well. Scott, I presume you're going for Kane. Yeah, that was a weirdly more unanimous final than I thought it would be. Well, Kane is Kane wins the first round of the entrance tournament. Kane is off. To the races, he's off to the final. As I said already, we'll do the second part of that in the next round. But there we go. That that's it's it's got to be Kane. Mm-hmm. God damn That'll it, Vince McMahon said it himself. He's off to the first round. So, Jimmy, how do you feel about that? It's going to make for an interesting uh, an interesting finale once we get there. But I'm also looking forward to whatever the B block turns out to be. Boom! So we are back again. Kane moving on to the final to face on the B block. We don't actually know what the B block is going to be, but uh, Jimmy, surprising result? Uh, yeah, I actually, you know, I thought Kane was maybe going to go a little bit of the distance, but uh, the way that the bracket shook out was uh, was really fun. I think that we uh, we found a way to and through, and uh, whatever the B block is going to be, they're going to have a uh, a hefty mountain to climb. That mountain being on fire, of course, because Kane is there. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Scott, what do you think? I, 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 I'm surprised because obviously Kane's entrance is cool as hell. It's evident by the fact that he won the bracket. But like, I, I was prepared for a heartbreak again because I thought Kane would face an uphill battle here. Because after what happened to Fridge, I thought I'm prepared for the thing that one that I love most to. Just get destroyed early on in this tournament. So, are you feeling, Scott? Are you feeling a little bit of redemption thus far from uh, from what happened to you during the uh, the sitcom bracket to what's going on now during the entrance bracket? Would this sort of put uh, a little bit of uh, Neosporin on the wound a little bit? I would say I'm feeling a tad bit 
Master of Vindication. Oh. But like, then again, we don't know what the B-Block's going to be, so as we're going through the B-Block, it's going to be very interesting because then you'll think this person's then got to go up against Kane. So that's, what, that's the one I'm excited for. Yeah, so if your favourite's not here and you're really annoyed about it, first off, tweet at Ben underscore E-B-R-T how angry you are. Secondly, after you've tweeted that, and it's key that you do it after you've tweeted it, so make sure tweet that first, your anger, in all the words, and then remember that there is a B block and that your favorite might be on that B block. So it might make it. If they don't, you know what? Grow up. <laughs> like, remember, it's not, it's not fucking real. Whoa. Whoa. Like, none of this really matters. Indeed, there, man. Nathan Greenaway uh, alienating the audience since 2019. Yeah, pretty much. That's that's my that's really what I do. That's and, your gimmick. Um, that's your gimmick right there. Yeah, gimmick, bro. Some people's gimmicks are kayfabe. Stick to the rules. Make sure people are engaged. Mine is. You know what? It's not real. This is just a <laughs> fucking podcast. Like, if you're really basing your life on this tournament, you got issues. And um, tweet. If you've got issues, tweet at Mr. Riot. That's M-R-R-I. I can't remember. Was it M-R-R-I-0-T? You would think at this point, we've done enough podcasts for you to remember that my Twitter handle is at Mr. Riot. That's M-R-R-I-0-T because Counter-Strike was a thing when I was a kid. And you can also make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. That's Rogue underscore Opinion. Also, follow at Wrestling Magic to find out what I'm doing over at Pro Wrestling Magic and at Uncanny Attract. Find us. We're going to be on Fight TV October 30th, live from the House of Yes in Brooklyn, New Jersey, uh, Brooklyn, New York, rather. Um, the night before Halloween, we're going to have wrestlers. We're going to have men versus women, women versus men, men dressed as women against men. And just everything that you could ever want or even think that you would want, we're going to have that and more. Please uh, find us on Fight. And uh, I hope we see all of you guys there. Yeah, How definitely. about that for a fucking segue? That was good. And you didn't have to ruin it by saying that last bit. Scott, where can people find you? You can find me at Scott McLeod 1996. Follow my other podcast, Scott and Paul's Realm at Rambling on Twitter. I think by the time this episode goes up, our latest episode will have gone up, and I may have mentioned this plug uh, during the SmackDown show, but I forgot about it, but you can see me as an extra in the climatic finale of the feature-length film, Andy Mitchell wants to be a pro wrestler, or is it just a wrestler, I can't remember the pro parts in there, but it's a feature-length film, I played the extra in the climatic final match, and it's, that film is coming out some point, somewhere, and sometime, so look sharp. Yeah, definitely, so... Um... <laughs> Yeah, look for Scott in that. Apparently, all you have to do is follow the concept of time. Yeah, yeah well, um, I will, I will, also, I will also retweet a link to the film once it comes out because I'm in it briefly. So you can find it. If you, may, if you remember those Twitter handles I mentioned, then you can find it probably there at some point. 
Yeah, they'll be in the link below this podcast. So just check out the um, the links beneath that if you want it. But um, if you are also beneath there and you're on iTunes, give us a five star review. It helps people find us. If you want other people to find us, you can find me at Nathan Greenway. As Jimmy already said, you can find us at Rogue on School Opinions. Check back for the archives. Loads of stuff going on. The Rogue Retro Smackdown review with the other two hosts on this podcast, Jimmy and Scott. They have just reviewed episode eight of Smackdown uh, when this goes up. And it was a great episode. Road Dog is stealing Jeff Jarrett's gimmick, isn't he? I said Bulldog. Yeah, Bulldog's there as well. One of the dogs is stealing uh, Jeff Jarrett's gimmick. gimmick and if you want to find out make sure you listen to uh episode eight of the retro smackdown review we got no mercy coming up in uh i think two more episodes we're going to be doing no mercy 1999 uh nathan will you be joining us for that i can do is that an invite oh it's more than an invite then um yes i will I, i will be there there you go it's confirmed now i will be there no mercy, 1999. I will be there. Uh, other things, Doctor Who, Carl and Sean Campbell uh, are reviewing Doctor Who every single week. Reese is reviewing the careers of all the most famous sports people. He's did Ertin Senna, famous F1 driver, one of the greatest of all time. Uh, a bafflingly interesting story as well. And Scott, you're going to be reviewing Vince Russo winning the WCW, uh, WCW, the WCW title episode of Nitro coming up soon. How are you feeling about that? Well, it's not just me by myself. Together, it's it's me you and Sean doing it because we made predictions for class champions. We both lost. Uh, Losers. More context to that will be coming when that episode eventually comes out. I'm actually up on, t- on, the, on the actual episode. It's the September 25th, 2000 episode of Nitro. I wouldn't recommend watching it for the purposes of context to review. Just, just listen to us suffering about it when it eventually comes out. And I'm not even at the main event yet. Yeah, I'm currently watching it. And, like, oh, God. <laughs> He's real happy about it. I'm real. telling you, this is this is the worst punishment we've done so far. I'm telling you, I didn't even watch this. No, I'm telling you, this Shasta was worse. was worse. Just you wait till you hear what we talk about in that episode, and you'll see. This is worse. I'll look forward to that. But otherwise, just you know, the other thing to promote: we're also on Medium. Uh, Anthony Fitzpatrick is writing all sorts of articles. The link to that Medium page. And all of the articles is written is on our Twitter, which is again at rogue underscore opinion. Rahul is returning, but he is writing for us. Uh, he'll be writing for Medium as well. So he's currently working on some good football or soccer if you're in the America pieces for us as well. But goodbye, guys. Onwards to block B.
Generation X proudly brings to you its WWF Tag Team Champion of the World, the Road Dog Jesse James, the Badass Billy Gunn, the New Age Outlaws. And of course, if you're not down with that, we got two words for you.